<laughs> I've been That's practicing true. my winks. I'm not a very good winker. Oh yeah, she tends. Why to... not? Where, how can I mean, you look, look what happens to the rest of her face when she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It looks like a wink stroke. Do it again. <laughs> Hey there. All up in your ear holes with oh. some ASMR. A-M-S-R. Is it A-M? I thought it was A-S. A- I have no idea what you're smelling. Oh, hell's bells. <laughs> A-S-M-R. A-S-M-R. Asthma. I still don't know what that means. Um. <laughs> I just like to make the noise. Autonomous sensory meridian response. So A-S-M-R. Oh, yeah, yeah. Asthma. Autonomous sensory. Can I just say that it's just me holding a cup of sangria with ice and shaking it? It is, but it's. Some people might be getting off on that. They might be getting really tingly in places. Hells yeah. You could feel tingly like in your spine or. In your ass. Like oh, asthma. that's asthma. a great intro to this episode. <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of The Main Dish. Or if it is your first time with us. This is a great episode to be joining us for the first time. Thank you for joining yes. us. If this is your first round, and this is a doozy of an episode. My name is Miley. And I am Mandy. And we are the co-hosts of The Main Dish Podcast. Please uh, check us out on the Instagram, which is The Main Dish Podcast. Or you can check us out on our website, TheMainDishPodcast.com. Correct. Or yes. Facebook <laughs> or at The Main Dish Pod. <laughs> If you Google the Main Dish Pod yeah. or the Main Dish Podcast, you're going to find us on any platform you look for. But be sure to add the word pod or podcast because um, there's a lot of main dishes out there. But mm-hmm. we're the one that matters. <laughs> and so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what's new and good in your world, Mandy? Ooh, new and good. Okay, so we celebrated we didn't have a chance yet to talk about memorial day weekend but we had a little bit of a i i hesitate to call it a pool party even though i know that was the intention because i was the only fucking person in the pool well it was a party because there was multiple people there and there was music and and there was alcohol (laughs) and my brother and i was the only one who drank i oh you're right did i not drink i didn't drink yeah. Oh, I a was pool, so lame. Calling it a pool party is a fucking stretch. I mean, to be honest, I was in the pool dancing, hey, singing. Uh, if y'all were paying attention to the Instagrams, I was having a great ass time all by my motherfucking self. And I was like, is anybody going to come outside and join me? And Miley was. What did you, what were you doing I was inside? inside cooking and eating a lot. I was making you vegetables. You were watching. Oh, yeah. I was watching Jack Ryan. She was watching fucking TV instead of coming outside and well, partying hey, with me in the pool. I I was giving myself a little <laughs> self-love that weekend. It was three-day weekend, and I rarely watch TV. Like, as you can see, I'm looking at my TV right now that is... On the floor it, facing the, the unplugged wall. Unplugged facing the wall. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV, and I, I don't have a lot of those prescriptions. Or, no, not prescriptions. Subscriptions. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, I just... I'm so busy with work and all my other side projects, my passion projects. Like it's very rare that I watch a lot of TV. I usually will watch TV if I'm like hanging out with a friend or my brother, or if I, you know, I'm dating someone, we'll watch some TV together. It's very rare. So like I was house sitting for someone and they had Netflix up or Amazon, Amazon Prime. And I was like, Jack Ryan. Oh, yes. So I, wa- I, I binge watched uh, all 16 episodes of the two seasons. And so I'm more of a binge watch uh, TV show. Like, 
actually on Wednesday night, I actually binge watched uh, The Manifest season three. So I watched a. Uh, I've never even heard of The Manifest. Yes. I it's, find that, uh, it's interesting. So as, as close as we are and as much as we've, as many hours, woman as hours have yeah, we put in together, together in the last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated to find out our how different we still are. I mean, like, you know, I think a lot of our podcast focuses on we're all having like similar struggles and going through similar things in this sticky human experience. But like, it's fascinating to me to hear the types of shows that Miley gets <laughs> into. And like, you know, last year she got into fucking camping and I was like, who are you? <laughs> what? Like, she was like, I've never been camping before. This is going to be fun. I'm like, that's going to be awful. And then she was like, oh my God, I really enjoyed it. I was like what yeah <laughs> so it's so fun for me to hear then you're like i've watched this show and i've never even heard of the show oh, and yeah. i'm like a pop culture junkie so manifest is a tv show about this airplane that travels it's a commercial airplane airplane that uh that follows these people who they flew from jamaica back home to the u.s and it disappears for five years and then shows up again and then these people are um they follow the lives of these people but there's these main characters and uh they get callings and they follow these callings and um uh, and they, it allows them to help other people in trouble is the people the on the plane get callings, callings. and where so they were they like premonitions that's the other underlying story that you follow in trying to figure out what okay. happened to the 828 passengers for five years i hate it already i want I, answers now oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and, well this there's three like the, out of three seasons for you to watch i also never watched lost and it was like at the end of that didn't at the end of lost like spoiler alert if you haven't watched lost and you're still planning on it first of all loser because that shows like a hundred years old but like, didn't at the end of Lost, they were like, this was all a dream. It never happened. Ha ha. Just kidding. It was all in the afterlife. <laughs> like, didn't they like fuck with people that way? I think so. Because my so my brother just finished watching all the seasons maybe six months ago. And he was telling me that that was the okay. ending to Lost. He's I've never loser. watched you it. You know, because... I adore him. But like, I'm just saying, like, spoiler. <laughs> but if you haven't watched it, you are way behind. Well, I haven't watched it except the few episodes that I watched with him just because I wanted to spend time with him. I was never into it because it was such a for me, I think. If it's super viral or like people are all about it, it actually turns me off and I don't want to watch it. Like, except be, Bridgerton. Well, I did Bridgerton a and you. and uh, <laughs> so many of the TV shows that I've watched in the last year that are viral is because of your influence, Mandy. If, oh. if it wasn't for your influence, I probably wouldn't watch it because I'm like, oh, Queen's Gambit. Everybody's watching this. I'm not watching it. Oh, but shit. it turned out really good. That's probably that why people were watching good. it. And that's why people were watching Bridgerton. But yeah, a lot of the TV shows that I watch probably aren't ones that are mainstream or that people watch. Like I had never heard of Jack Ryan until I saw it on Prime. It's like five years old or something. Yeah. If, I, if I'm watching a show, um, I will tell you why I'm watching it. And I'm like, I'm either watching it because it's funny and it's witty and it's well written. Like I have a I have a genuine appreciation for things that are really well written and good character development like i i'm nerdy in the way that like i want to know the under like the the under things of the show like i can't stand cheap sitcom cheap sitcom laughs like the 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 tropes that have been done mm -hmm. over and over and over and i'm like yeah yeah like when i know the joke before they say it in the show yeah i'm changing the channel like i want I something that, that's yeah. smart and is challenging me and is like a new angle and is like funny as shit because i'm like oh my god i never would have done that never would have thought of that that's hilarious or i'm watching it you know i'm watching it for the character i'm watching it for the writing i'm mm -hmm. watching it for the intricate storylines or i'm watching it because the actors in it are doing it amazingly so like or i'm just watching because i'm like this is fucking ridiculous like <laughs> yes. like pen 15 which i, got you. I finally right, figured I out why to... it's named that way oh you did oh do i want to know hmm i don't know if i want to ask you why it's because so i'm dumb oh okay tell me 
So apparently Pen15, this is titled for a ridiculous uh, schoolyard, like a school prank, like a kid oh. prank, like junior high, high school prank. Basically, you would go up to somebody, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm part of this club. Do you want to join our club? I'm number 14. Do you want to be number 15? Right. But you have to like, look, like, and the person will have pen 14 written on their hand. Uh And then the new person that you're coming up to writes pen 15 on their hand. Uh But pen 15 looks like the word penis. Penis. Oh my God. So it's just a dumb (laughs) school prank. Oh my. Apparently kids used to do. I didn't know this. I've never heard about it. So I had to Google it. And then I read an article by the creators who are the leads who are 31, by the way. The show is stupid. And this is what we said funny. in the 90s. This is not something I experienced in the 90s. Right. I didn't either. So hmm. I was like, it's a high school prank. What's this high school prank? I had to Google it further. And then Urban Dictionary taught me all about it. Hmm. You know, anytime you say pen 14, I just think pen VK because of the, my medical brain. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you talking about antibiotics? <laughs> I think, why do I need 15 pens? <laughs> <laughs> I need two that write really good in case one yeah. dies. I got another one. Oh, smart. Yeah. So anyways, anyways, Memorial yeah. Day weekend, yeah. Memorial super weekend. fun. I spent the whole pool party by myself. It was a no, no, no. one we man show. We came out for a little bit and then party. I put my feet in the pool for a little bit. Yes. And I, and then Shireen showed up a little bit later yeah. with her man and mm-hmm. that was fun because somebody drank with me finally. <laughs> um, and the rest of the party showed up, Sina and Rima, the sisters, the Patel sisters mm-hmm. showed up and hung out and brought the guac and oh, um, the guac. By then I was already like kind of buzzed and like coming down from my buzz but it was i had a great time don't get me wrong friends uh i had a great time like even if i <laughs> i can have a good time all on my own i don't that's what i love about you and then what i love about you also is the sangria that you made is incredible don't i just I had my first sip sangria? thank you so much so for our listeners i'm gonna asmer you a little bit more while i drink my I sangria um yeah i do make a good sangria uh can't wait to bring that to the masses someday someday mm-hmm. the, the public or the people of drinking age will get to experience my sangria but anyways um i also want to talk about you're talking about tv shows the friends reunion i haven't had a chance to talk about it on here but mm-hmm. i did watch it my sister gave me her login to hbo max <laughs> love my sister shout out to nikki hey shout hey. out to nikki nikki thank you so much for sharing it with mandy so she can she tell us about it because i didn't get to watch it so tell us more i'm a friends junkie are you a friends junkie my brother's a friends junkie. I love friends. Friends is in the category of when I'm having a stressful day or I need, you know, like I need to laugh. I think uh, we talk a little bit about um, just bringing more laughter into your mm-hmm. life. And so when I, I'm trying to find more things in my life that, you know, le- like help me laugh more, yeah. I guess. So friends, how I met your mother. Um, those are two TV shows that I love to watch when I need to just like decompress and I never got into how I met your mother I've seen a couple episodes but a lot of time it falls into predictability category for me so uh, whatever episodes I saw I just didn't get into no nothing against it I know it was a great show it Mm -hmm. had a good long run has some great actors um but yes I'm a I'm a bit of a friends junkie I've owned all 10 seasons for as long as I can remember and um that's Miley Sangria, if you heard that in the background. You'll be hearing a lot of it. I'll be taking lots of sips. Yeah, you'll hear it on the you'll hear it on the flip side when she's talking, because I'll be sipping. But um, 
it was a great special. So I knew it, I knew going into it, it was a reunion and not a not a, an extension mm-hmm. of the TV show. So I was under I, I knew what I was getting into, and I think a lot of people online that poo pooed it didn't understand what they were getting into. They thought it was another episode. It was so sweet. They arrive mm-hmm. at the they've reconstructed the old sets. I mean, Universal I think has them as part of the tour or Warner Brothers. I'm sorry, Warner Brothers has them as part of like the tour of the lots that you can do. Uh, so they reconstructed them, but like you find out in the show in the special that immediately after the taping of the last episode they tore everything down so mm-hmm. some of the actors snuck off with some things from the set <laughs> like it's I totally to, would have like i mean uh, like 100 percent. there's no way you wouldn't have there's no way i wouldn't have like yeah. a closet full of stuff taken from the set but um you get to find uh, it's just it was so fucking sweet i think like just seeing them all together because they mm-hmm. haven't all been together in so 17 years they haven't oh. all been on that set together in 17 years That's- and the love, they did such a great job, I think, producing the episode because you literally the love for that they all still have for each other just timeless literally poured through the screen onto me. And I was like, like um, Matt LeBlanc, what Courtney Cox was getting like teary and emotional, like being there in that place, mm-hmm. like it just brings everything back yeah. and them all being together heightened it. And it was like. Like, she's getting all teary, and Matt LeBlanc's, like, dabbing her tears. Like, this is the first Aww, 10 minutes of the ep- yeah. of the special. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I- Matt, come over like, here. I can, I can make myself teary just thinking about it, because I'm like, oh, my God, I need a Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting beclemmed, you guys. And it's, like, an hour and 45 minutes, a pretty long special. I didn't intend to watch it all because I had to work the next day and I started it really late, but I watched it all and I stayed up super late. It was basically like me reliving Bridgerton days where I don't know how to put myself to bed because I'm having so much fun watching TV. There was a, I mean, all sorts of special guests popped in, special guests from the show. They talked a lot about other special guests. Um, It was just, it was so special to me to see those six people that went through this time in their lives that is huge and so formative. I mean, 26 ish to like 35 to 40 ish mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. on which yeah. actor like those are big years in your life those are huge years. and to go through them and achieve the level of fame and notoriety and fandom that that happened yeah. with that show and really early on like by the end of the first season that show was a monster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how they all stood together and they really were and are friends like still and the amount of love like that they family. have for each other it's like their chosen family like it's amazing yeah. it it came through and i was just like this is so special so like i think regardless of if you were a fan of the show or not it's really special to watch the episode yeah. and see that and, and just kind appreciate of something so special and timeless 100 percent. it's like to go through 10 years with somebody five days a week and mm-hmm. then 20 years later you still are like yeah that. it's more than a show it's, it's so much more than yeah. a show. But so anyways, that was... That more was, than co-workers. You know what I mean? Like, it's more than a job. If you have the HBO Max or you have a friend who does, like, yeah. watch it. It was so good. And also really, really funny. Like, they bring back Aww, the, the potato, the spudnik, yeah. a lot of Ross costumes. <laughs> and, uh, oy, oy, oy. You, uh, so most recently, you taught me Catan. Oh, yeah. So, Tell us about your oh, good and new. No, my good Teach. and new. Okay. Uh, well, um, I'm really into board games. In the last year, year, year and a half, I've really come to, you know, just like camping, I've tried a lot of new things. And so board games have been something that's been new in my life in the I'm last year or so. Board games are and, new for you, my. Well, 
I again, like I said, like I, I there's a lot of things that I don't do very often or that I don't like. I'm sure I've played board games when I was like a little kid, but it's never been part of my adulthood. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. And so, well, actually, take that back. I did board games with my ex of 10 years. Like we would always play board okay. games with his parents. And oh. um, yeah, I know that's what <laughs> I'm saying. So like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so like, I, you know, we played Rummy So actually, I take that back. I was really into Rummy Cube when I was with him and his parent, you know, with his parents. And we played a lot of, um, oh, there are two or three board games that we played. Then when I wasn't with him anymore, I kind of stopped the board games. And then in the last uh, year, because of COVID, I've gotten back into board games. And it's really because like I was genuinely interested, like not that I wasn't when I was with my ex. It was just like it was always initiated by and it was always something we did with his parents. It was never like my kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like some other situation. Yeah. yeah. Brought it's it on. Yeah. So now I was like, oh, now I'm really into board games. And uh, and so we I've been playing Catan. Well, I've been playing Ticket to Ride as well. But Catan's been the game of the. Uh, and I had never even heard of Catan. Right. So Settlers of I might Catan. have heard of it, but I had no clue about yeah it. so the, we had a girls night the other day and uh you guys came over to check out my new casita and we played uh Catan, and uh we were talking you know rolling the dice and resources mm. and building building <laughs> settlements and cities and, Ro and roads row ads <laughs> row ads and uh yeah it was a lot of fun and just um and you just, have the most recent and extensive history of Catan. i felt like of the group mm -hmm. there were five of us yep. and they have the expanded board yep. so it allowed for all five of us to play and it still felt yes. crowded but yeah it was a little crowded for five but that's okay it's up to six people yep. and the thing is the more crowded it gets like the 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 Strategy. dirtier it can get actually like, yeah oh like, my god you know um interrupting your row ads and uh and then robbing people of their resources and um and so it was it was fun the first like four minutes of the intro of directions i was like i don't understand anything yeah. happening here or any of these words like there there's it's kind of one of those games you have to start playing to get it right and it's like okay i i heard all the things you're saying and i'm gonna remember them but I don't know what right. I have no context. I don't know what any of it means. And it seems a very complicated game when you're telling people all of the parts. It seems so complicated. And then you start playing and you're like, not that complicated, but strategy. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, so uh, sometimes I, I never know if I should just start with throwing people in and like, let's just play the game and you'll learn it. But I think also I got to, you know, vomit all of it <laughs> out and then so you have like you grasp something, right? You'll yeah. grasp like 5% of everything I vomit out. And then when we start playing, you're like, oh, I do remember her saying this. Oh, mm -hmm. I do remember. And then it makes sense easier because if we just start playing, then I'm explaining things as we're playing and then it gets to be a little much. No, it was yeah. you did a great yeah, job. So, you're, a, uh, you're a wonderful teacher. People on this podcast oh, no, have no, heard no. me say that a bunch of times. Oh, no, no, I didn't say that because I was just like, I've, I've tried, like, personally, yeah. I've done the strategy where, like, I die, like, I just get people to, like, let's just play right away. Mm -hmm. And then the one where I'm like, okay, I'm explaining everything to you. And so now I've been trying to, like, merge it together. So, no, it wasn't to say, like, oh, I think I did a bad job. It was no. just, like, I've been teaching a lot of people and I've come to learn that repetition and, like, you know, I'm like, I've tried many strategies and to was, teach the strategy game. Well, and I was the only one there who had never played or seen You're right, the game. actually. Yeah, Everyone you were the only like, one. Yeah. Had, yeah. You've been playing it a lot lately. Or, and I guess Katie, a lot by Rima, my and Cena had played it at some point in their life earlier in their yes. life. Yeah, so it was a refresher for them. But they yeah. all had, like, um, uh, I don't know. They all had some familiarity yes. with the game. And I was like, 
Nothing. This is Zero. gibberish. <laughs> I have never seen a board like this that you can arrange it however the fuck you want to, and all these things go on, and it's kind of random yeah, every it is. time. I'm used to like a Monopoly board. It's a set thing. And like, sh- I don't know, if you want to take it back to like kid board games, Shoots and Ladders, Candyland, those are I've set. I've never played. Oh my God. See? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but anyways. She lies. Yeah, she I did not you. play board games as a child. <laughs> I, I played. Um, I'm going to spend four bucks and get you Uno. those board games. Uno. That's a card game. If there's no board, it's not a board game. Checkers. Okay. <laughs> I feel like checkers gets its own category. <laughs> checkers is just fucking checkers, but I guess it could uh, be a board game. Guess Chess who is? Guess who? That's a memory game uh, for the most part. Okay. That's like a strategy. You ask questions yeah, yeah. and then you figure out. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I wouldn't really battleship board game. Okay, that's more. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. connect four. Oh, board game. I, mean, I lump it all into the board game category. I get it. I get it. But game Uno category. Definitely. And you can't believe you ever play Shoots and Ladders or Candyland. Holy hell. No. For any other oh, I, abused I, children out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So Catan. And then uh, was there anything else new in my life? Oh, went flying. Finally. Finally got to fly. Fuck. Again. It took three fucking weeks, but finally got back into that freaking airplane and went up in the air i was super nervous actually i actually told my instructor when we were doing the the brief before um the flight brief i was like i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty nervous for today and i was like i'm telling you this because i've never been nervous you've always asked and checked in with me to see if i've been nervous and people ask me like aren't you nervous to fly or aren't you nervous to be in an airplane i'm like no never been nervous before but i'm super nervous today because it's been three weeks and i am so scared that i didn't remember anything and even though i've been trying to chair fly chair flying is so difficult because what if I'm chair flying incorrectly? There's nobody here to By check yourself. my yeah. Like I'm like yeah. nobody's here to check me to make sure I'm chair flying properly. So like if I'm chair flying so much and then I start I, I ingrain in the bad habit habits. Of skipping a step exactly. And I did like when I was <laughs> briefing with my instructor today. I said a couple things and he goes no and I'm like fuck. I didn't say that to him because he's Catholic, but in my head I was like fuck. I've been chair flying like I'm this. Surprised you even talk to yourself with a swear word because <laughs> well. I have been because, you know, this podcast is explicit and it's played a very it's influential role a in my life. little bitch. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck. I've been like chair flying pr- improperly. Anyways. But, but any, you've but been studying I have so been. Much. I know. But, you know, my instructor was, he was like, he was so impressed by my, by my radio calls today. He was like, I feel no like you uh-ohs. don't need me anymore. No uh-ohs. no uh-ohs. And I was like right back to the uh, the ATC, like 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 just uh, right right back immediately. And uh, so I'm, I feel I'm really good about ATC? my radio ATC? Oh, ATC is air traffic controller. Air traffic controller. So the I guy like that I asked tower. permission to, yeah. So like before you move an airplane, you got to ask for permission before you yeah. move it anywhere, before you fly, before you you know land anything. So um, I, I, I talk really well with ATC. I even said at the very end, I was like, have a great day and then he responds he's like you too and i was like yes <laughs> because it's really formal and I nobody was gonna ever say, does are a you lot supposed of to have like uh, what's the word i'm looking for like informal um, conversation no usually well not supposed to or not supposed to but you want to try to be concise especially if there's a lot of people talking and the you know atc air traffic controller is trying to manage all the airplanes in the area you try not to you want to minimize conversation but sometimes i hear other pilots think the atc or tell them you. to have a good day so like today i was like have a great day and next time i'll probably say thank you this is a new air traffic controller we there's mm-hmm. a there's this one person that works on two sundays we call him captain happy <laughs> um, 
<laughs> because he's extremely grumpy and he yells at you when you make incorrect statements or incorrect calls. And he gets really grumpy. So we actually call him Captain Happy. And uh, there's also... Uh, God, I want him to have an Instagram There's also a dragon so lady, too. Because, yeah, she's, she's grumpy. Anyways... He has not been working the last couple Sundays or whatnot. There's a new ATC person. So today I was just like, have a great day. And he said, you too. So probably next time I'll say like, thank you or something. I don't know. But and then my 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 maneuvers were pretty good today. My instructor said, being that you haven't flown for three days, you were better than three expected weeks or three weeks. weeks. I apologize. Three weeks. He goes, you were better than expected. And I was like, OK, so I exceeded expectations. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. You describing the air traffic controller immediately made me think that would be a job I would love. Oh, my God. You'd be really good at it because managing it's managing all, the managing all of the planes in your traffic and your, you know, while your yeah. airspace and being able to, like, direct people safely. And, uh, Stop, and the thing I'm is, getting the, wet. It's, it's that, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the theme for this episode. Oh but my God. you 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 have you would be so good at it. Oh, my God. You're right. Yes. The second you said, like, managing all those things, yeah. I was like, Ugh. Sploosh. And then like not correcting as in like in a bad way, but like helping people make sure that they're aware of other airplanes, like just making sure everyone's safe in the and air. And if they say something back to me that I'm unclear of, repeating right. it back to them yeah. going, say again, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then just because you're so good at articulating and communicating, you can help other people improve their communication. And oh my gosh. Yes. Nothing I love more than like a controlled environment yes. and like directing traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got to fly again. I know. I'm so excited. I'm going to fly again tomorrow. So I'm super excited for that. And um, my instructor was telling me that for for every one week you don't fly, it takes about two days to make up, like to get back into the groove of things. So it's okay. going to take me like six flights. Wait, you are flying Next again tomorrow? Me. Yeah. Cool. But because I, t- you know, because we- and the thing is that the last rooms are out of our control. One week, my instructor injured. pulled his, yeah, injured his shoulder. One week, the airplane was out. Another, I can't, oh, um, there was another reason. I can't remember why, but it's a three weeks since then. And so, like, I'm three weeks Did behind my issue with the plane. There was issues. There was with an the issue with the plane. And so we're three weeks behind my personal schedule of trying to solo by my birthday and we're not going to meet that goal. It's okay. So I'm kind of sad. We change goals and we set different flags all the time. Yeah, I know. It's but okay, boo. It's okay. And um, I mean, what? there is no set schedule, right? Like I'm going exactly. at my own pace. Guess I just what? really wanted to do it by my birthday. New post. Fly solo by my birthday. <laughs> Which is only a couple weeks later. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yes. And if not, well, then we'll, fall, we'll, we'll fly, fly solo by somebody else's birthday. If you have a birthday in August, might be I might fly by your birthday, too. So let me know if your birthday's in August. You can take me flying somewhere, but I don't want to be your first flight solo. No, no, no. You should fly when I'm with my instructor, actually. <laughs> oh, really? If any, yeah. If you want to fly with me. I thought the you have only sat two people. No, it sits four people. Oh, but it I just have to calculate for weight. It only has one engine, but one engine is safer than two. Remember, because no, yes, never two engines. This. Yes, because what happens is, remember how I talked to you about weight and balance. I it is very important for it is really important for your airplane to be balanced. But and on one, each, just because you have two engines, if one goes out, doesn't mean your plane is no, unbalanced with weight. It is. Both engines are still holding on to the plane. No, no, no. Unless with, it with falls weight. off, but the, the balance is off because one engine is working while the other one is not. Right. So imagine like two wheels, right? Hey, if, if one that wheel stops working, can land. Up, plane in the Hudson 
but I'm not the old man in the Hudson. <laughs> You're not Sully. <laughs> I, I am not Sully, and neither is my instructor. I just, in my head, it may, in, you have but to what happens is, but like, I logistically, understand. in my head, it makes more sense, like, well, at least there's still one well, engine trying to keep us in the fucking but air. But what happens is when, like, one, if one wheel is broken, you pivot around that brokenness and the, the broken wheel, and then what happens is you, engi- you, you pivot around that broken engine, and you end up tilting, and then you could, like, spiral, so and then, rather, like, me, I understand. You would rather me rely on your abilities to hang glide our happy yes. asses back to the ground. Yes. Okay. Not my ability, my instructor's ability. Okay. <laughs> if anything happens, my instructor but will handle it. Actually, your instructor won't always be around when you're flying. Yeah, but by then I will have the ability to manage a single engine. Trust that versus yes. a second engine. Yes. Okay. Because I know. Can you have open alcohol in a plane? In my plane, probably yes. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'll bring some sangria. Yes. Can we talk about your laugh? I mean, I can't. <laughs> no. Okay, like, like I, I can't have the sangria, but you can. Right. Yeah, you're not allowed to have any sangria. <laughs> Fuck no. We have got to talk about your laugh in this, in this good and new. We have got to. No, my laugh is fine. Your laugh is amazing, and it's I'm fun. obsessed with it. <laughs> I am obsessed with Miley's laugh. My, yes, I know. Did we talk about it? No, well, we did, but then we erased uh, the recording. Oh, damn it! We've we're dabbling in a new studio. Yes. Oh, yes. Some that's humongous mm-hmm. new. Huge, everyone, yeah. we found a studio. So, uh, can we take this opportunity to just do a shout out to Hello. Implant Pathways and or their podcast, which is a uh, Implant Pathways. Or well, and there's a second they, yeah. one. It's like uh, something about implants, one vodka soda at a time. Yes, and then th- Doctor Moody. Yeah, do- yeah, Justin Moody. We'll just we'll just throw that out. Doctor Justin Moody is a dentist here in Arizona, and uh, he owns Implant Pathways. And so, if you're interested in any dental implants, but he also has a bunch of podcasts, and he has a studio, and he has graciously and generously allowed us to use his studio for uh, select episodes, and so. That is definitely something new and good and a, you know, I would consider growth for our podcast. It 100%. Um, and it's very generous of them, like you said. Uh, it's fun to sit in a studio, even though, like, our setup here is pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Like, people look at our shit and they're like, okay, yeah. okay. Um, But it's nice to be in a controlled environment where yes. we're not always relying on one or the other's places and... Um, also, this space would allow us the opportunity to have in-person guests, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. we can't do at the moment with our setup. But um, in that time that we sat in there in that thing, yeah. we, we <laughs> talked a little bit about Miley's laugh. And I told her why I think it's so GD cute. Do you want to tell I, him or should I? You can. <laughs> <laughs> the way I introed it was, um, have you ever seen those old cartoony characters that when they laugh, their shoulders shrug up and down like, ha. <laughs> Like with every ha ha, they have to animate it and make the whole body shake, right? I was like, but sometimes you see characters whose jaws go ha ha ha, like up and down with every ha ha. Like Popeye. (laughs) I was like, that is your laugh. Like every time Miley has like a laugh where she's, you hear it too. If you're just listening, you know what I'm talking about. If you've heard this podcast and you've heard her laugh, like every like ha 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 ha. (laughs) But imagine her lower jaw bopping up and down <laughs> with every ha it is the cutest thing most adorable thing ever and i don't know 
what made me so aware of it recently yeah, I, like when we you said told we spent a ton that, yeah. of time together when you told me i was like i've never noticed it but actually. and then she busted out laughing and she goes oh my god i felt it <laughs> <laughs> well it's so also funny you know in the last like i don't know two three years i've also been just and we letting me, go yeah exactly because mandy is fucking hilarious like you know like i talk a little bit about how i'm trying to find different avenues to laugh more in my life that is why i hang out with mandy like I, i'm sorry i use you for laughter but i'm also incredibly smart but yeah yes. i won't i won't deny that yeah. i am you are funny you are funny and uh and witty and so yeah i enjoy laughing and in the last two or three years i've been purposely trying to laugh more but also like laugh literally laughing out loud because again growing up mm -hmm. as a like asian young lady and being taught to be obedient and like n you know kind of be small right like try not to you know take you know don't have any attention on yourself don't draw any attention on yourself i guess uh you know i try to laugh quietly or whatnot like in the last two or three years i've been trying to be like hey if i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna laugh out loud and i'm gonna laugh with my mouth open and i'm gonna like and people who are funny like i want them to know they genuinely make me happy they genuinely make me laugh and i'm gonna do a big belly laugh if, if i want to i love that i was like I'm, I'm the person, if anybody, you know, some of our friends listen to this and like, if you've ever seen anything or I don't know, if you've ever experienced me in person, like if I've been something, I like, I'm like throw my head back, mouth wide open laughter, yeah. like hilarious. I've had all my silver fillings replaced with composites. Oh, I still have silver fillings. <laughs> ah, because of my laugh. Because oh. I'm like, ah, and like my head goes back and it's my mouth is wide open. Like, oh. I'm like, I'll just take all those out and put some white ones in there. But anyway, that's because we're in the dental field. Yeah. I mentioned that. But if you have silver fillings, that's okay, too. It I is. have them and Do I still you. laugh with my 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 mouth oh, wide open, proud of them. No, she doesn't. She's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 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 it's, so, it's so much fun i'm gonna need to get video of it sometimes so i'm gonna be like see told you you guys and then i'm gonna slow it down you're so <laughs> you know that like rabbit speed you can put on oh there, like the rabbit or the tortoise like you can slow it down and it's like oh <laughs> you know you're very observant because yesterday you observed something of me too and i didn't know it oh, but yeah, what like, did i do yesterday? i tend to move my oh, hands yeah, around you throw a lot your little but... hands when you're really emphatic about something yeah. she like tosses her little arms <laughs> in this like thing. it's kind of like i'm throwing a tantrum but like an excited like it's a good tantrum it's, it's one to of to emphasize like, things it's like, she, like, i'm so excited movement. about this yeah yeah so, like, i didn't realize little, i did little, it little <laughs> hands sometimes <laughs> you go like um like, like little chop. karate chop like little <laughs> like little like firm stiff little like <laughs> and then sometimes it's like a little fist when she's mad but if she's like really excited they're like these little paddles little oars it's really cute yeah yeah i, I just uh, it, same thing with the patel sisters yesterday i was like these two yeah. are hilarious like the i was for whatever reason just, i'm just in yeah, a space where i'm like seeing all of these things yeah so you're but, pretty odd. you're observant i love that about you too, see, i feel like i'm not an observant oh. person like i but maybe it's just with people i enjoy yeah. that i'm like paying attention and mm -hmm. like enjoying their probably like yeah maybe that's it's things i like love yeah you're in yeah people that like in regardless of if you put a, like things this that is you not, care about yeah this is not me putting a positive or negative um uh, uh aspect on any of these they're just like the cutest little things that i know about you so like i said yesterday I was like if a pod person ever came down and tried to be like miley i'd be like really and i would tell a joke and if their chin didn't move up and down when they laughed i'd be like liar <laughs> get out i would just murder them immediately oh, my God. <laughs> oh i love you so much mandy thanks for living you out loud which reminds me to bring up the fact that it's pride month yes it is happy pride month happy june we and love june yep so hey gemini's and cancers and cancers 
Cancer start June 21st. That's right. That's a you. Mm, you and you. I'm a cancer, but I'm a July cancer. That's okay. Yep. It's yep, yep. cancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, that brings us to our special guest today. That's going to kind of, um, what is that? Um, uh, hit off? No, kick off. Man, English. I was like, kick hit off, off, hit off, Whoa. kick off, <laughs> hit something. I don't know. Like That sounds aggressive. Hit but it off. Hit it, it off. Far, That's what I really yeah. meant. Hit it off. Yeah. Kick it off this month. And uh, we have a friend, Sean Smith, a.k.a also known as Sister Mimosa Romero. I love it. With us. Uh, what is he going to be t- chatting with us about, Mandy? Oh, my gosh. All of the things. Yeah. So um, Sean tells you how he self-identifies. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about, like, how we self-identify and just, oh, my gosh. He tells us he's um, he's a part of the Sisters of uh, the Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon chapter sisters. of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Or also known as the Grand Canyon Sisters of the Hole and Crack. No, the Hole and Crack is the Grand Canyon. So Fuck. they're the Sisters yes. of the Hole and what Crack. What did I say? I don't know what I said. Sisters, <laughs> Grand Canyon. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. So, so sometimes instead of saying the Grand Canyon, they'll say the the, the giant. Oh, hole. now I get it. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Good God. Oh. You should see her face when she says things like, oh, don't. it's like it's <laughs> if there was like the face palm emoji, it's, that's like the face she makes. It's usually like. 10 minutes after a joke, or in this case, like an hour and a half after a podcast interview. Oh, light bulbs. <laughs> oh. So Sean talks to us all about the sisters and their awesome work, how you become a mm-hmm. sister, what drove him to be a part of the organization, the nonprofit, the, the charities and the organizations, yeah. the other um, causes that they back and do events for. And uh, we honestly, we just talk a lot of stuff related to like LGBTQ or GLBT. Um, just, just being ooh. open-minded, being, Sexuality fa- uh, being curious, talking about your, yeah. na- we talk a lot about our naughty parts, mm-hmm. which aren't naughty. I shouldn't even say no, naughty, they're, we talk a lot about our, our parts, genital parts. Let's just uh, like yeah. say it out loud. We talked like, about our lady mm-hmm. parts. He talked about his, his man parts. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how man and lady parts come together, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> sexualities, <laughs> genders, uh, yeah. all a big part of just, the early chat in this, but like the real, real highlight. I mean, that was really fun. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, the highlight really comes in when we chat about some of their organizational and charity work. Oh and yeah. I just, I, I was fascinated by how you get to the level that Sean is at in the organization. Exactly. Sister Mimosa, and, first of all, Mimosa's, Hey. Yeah. And Bellini's. But anyways, um, that was a Easter spoiler egg. alert. Yeah, uh, that was but, an uh, Easter egg. <laughs> I don't get it. An Easter egg is when you put a reference, like in a movie, like Marvel uh-huh. does this all the time. They put like a little reference in the middle of a movie that has no context and means nothing oh. in that movie. But then you see the next movie, and you're like, oh, oh that was, that an was Easter totally egg. an Easter egg. Yes, yes. I love educating you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Waving your little hand in the air. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Uh, it was just a, I, th- I I really enjoyed it. I think you know it's it's another example of why we are here. What you know here doing what we love to do with this podcast, and we hope that it resonates with you and that you learn something because we definitely not only enjoy doing what we're doing, but we learn all the time. And this is this is what it's about, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think about it. But just first and foremost. Enjoy and and yeah. Yes. Have a good listen. Thank you for listening. We are at the lovely Miley's Casita today. You have all this set up in your house? 
We set it oh, up yeah. every time we record, either at my place or hers. How long does that take to get set up? We've become very efficient. We're pretty efficient. It's like 10 minutes or less. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we like were minimalistic. It's pretty minimal we, setup. We, it's like a yeah. couple of stands, couple of mics, couple of headphones. So you having in. those big things right in front of your face is what well, I'm also we, gathering. Yeah. I really but like having this big thing in my front of my face. Yeah, you just got to get right up there, on oh, it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're delightful. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get anything done in this whole interview. It's just going to be like... <laughs> laughing about Miley making winky faces and these ginormous microphones right up in our grill. Ginormous microphones all up in your face. You know, if you're gonna... the audience here? Like, sisters don't always have clean language. Who listens to y'all? Oh, we're explicit, so... Oh, are you? Yes. This is an adult... This is an NSFW event. It is. Say something dirty to prove it. Um, I mean, do we want to talk about how this ginormous microphone resembles, like, a ginormous dildo? Okay. Uh, I was thinking just that a... puts me on a level. Now, Miley, you oh, oh let's say something. I gotta trust. I gotta have a safe environment. Say something dirty. <laughs> I'm caressing this big microphone. <laughs> like it's a big dick. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. I get. I think I actually saw your neurons screaming and blessing themselves <laughs> when you did that. It's delightful. It's like, not I'm her. Trying. It's not her uh, natural space for Miley to like dirty talk. Am I, I know. Wrong? I, Am well, I... yeah, and that's part of why I enjoy it so much. It's <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. It up a little bit, just go beyond <laughs> your limit. See what happens. That was super fun Wink, for me to witness and as then well. Say something dirty to that guy on the trail or whoever, whatever, whatever's in your mood <laughs> that day. I learned about avrosexuals. I didn't know about that until like last week. Maybe. Oh, I don't know what that is too. Let's talk about that. Yeah, what's I in... be mispronouncing it too. But avrosexual is, this is my definition. I had to read it a couple times, but it's someone whose sexual orientation changes so frequently, it's not going to be anchored into the binary at any given point in time. So it's mm. someone who, can, it doesn't matter the gender. Well, it's, I think, a mix of everything, pan, a, all those things, but it, there's no temporal element to it because it could be one minute, ooh, I'm gay as fuck. Second minute, I'm straight. I'm going to buy myself a Ford. And then, I don't know, I'm non-binary and I'm attracted to drag queens and femme guys. I have no idea, but that's a term. It's a thing. I didn't and know. Say the term again, Afro. Abro. Oh, abro. It's like abrosexual. You're like, abro, abrosexual. Yeah, I didn't. Wow. I just learned about that myself. It's every day. And, I keep learning stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, did you, do you know anyone that's abrosexual? I don't know. Not that I know of. I, but who knows? Like, who knows it depends on how but i always wonder how do you what does that feel like i mean you two are hetero or no yes. how do you identify uh yeah hetero. hetero i would say like most of my yeah ish <laughs> i would say mainly hetero so hetero like, except when i'm i'm just kidding around yeah, her right now <laughs> when i'm getting winky winky with my partner and <laughs> well i think that that might be the difference because if you've got an ish in there if you're anchored in hetero a little bit more and that's your just, I'm sitting here right now and without thinking that's my natural state, you're probably identified, you're not abrosexual. I don't know. Oh, but okay. if you're sitting here and you're like, hey, I'm into chicks now. Oh, hey, I'm into oh. guys now. Hey, I'm into femme doms. I, who knows? Then it just, I don't, I can't wrap my mind around it. So I don't know. That's a lot I, of change. I think it just, I like to yeah. think I'm like into the person and not the label type of thing. That's a, that's a, that's another term too. I can't think of it. It's like a romantic or something like that. It's oh. a term for I'm attracted to the individual and the relationship before the genitalia. Yeah. Or it's mostly like, 
sapiosexual is like a huge part of it like you have to have a fucking brain because if you're a dumbass i can't i can't stand you if you can't critically think your way through any situation you can't hang out with me is there a mix adjusting factor for beauty though if it's like five percent body well i don't know what you're into whatever you're into whatever you're if something is hot to you Mm -hmm. does that compensate for being stupid no no not i mean only if i'm just here to ban you for today if you're just here for today yeah, if it's Your just sex like, toys are okay. Sex toys don't need to talk. Right. Where do they? A hundred percent. I mean, no, they just mm. want they just need to tell me the dirty things they want to do to me yeah. and then we're in. Oh, so, I don't really need that either. No, not. I don't I They're guess I in. Don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I need them to even talk. Just just look pretty. Yeah, I don't need sure you to it. talk. I like you to tell me what you're gonna do to me and tell me what to do to you yeah. and i want that banter i want yeah. that to ha- like it just that's gonna rev me up but like i like to think that i'm into like i like to think that if a female um or someone identifying as female maybe were all of these things to me like it could get there i don't know i've just never had a sexual relationship with a woman like it like most of my like even the girls i've kissed is like party tricks for the most part it's like drunk <laughs> shit at the clubs you know it's like no. let me get a free shot let me kiss uh, some chicks. basically yeah. like like it just doesn't get me going but i don't know i like to think that if the opportunity presented itself and there was that person that i was like wow never saw this coming okay yeah well that's what you're i like open. about that is you just you don't it's just you're it's not that you're closed off to it it's just it's never happened there could be an intersection of all my favorite things and it might have a vagina i don't know hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's what came to mind when you were talking about the abrosexual. I was like, I, to me, it just sounds like you're just a very open person and you're open right. to any po- opportunity or any person, regardless of how they, you know, what the situation is like, or yeah, how they identify themselves or, you know, it, you're just open to that. Mm-hmm. All possibilities. You're not kind of restricting yourself yeah, from I, others. That, that's true. That's a good way to look at it. It's just being open. I, time just sticks to me with the theme and anchor because i'm totally well mostly gay i've i'm not a gold star gay as they say but <laughs> i have a strong preference with the <laughs> and i could be trans man anything even like even masculine looking women we can talk but i have that <laughs> me but what was my point i had a point and i completely forgot it oh just being oh temporal is i most of the time i'm oriented towards gay but this abrosexual concept, and if you're out there and you're listening and you identify, please correct me or blog or whatever. Tell me, sister. Let girl. us know. Yeah, yeah, all of us. We're we, open to the feedback. Yeah. I don't know. I just, to me, it's just like, uh, what if that's why? What's the difference between that and pan? I don't know. I just yeah. Don't I was just I really, gonna say, like, I to in my history or like my understanding, like to me, queer sort of encompasses everybody like this, like right? Anybody that just doesn't straight up identify as like cis, one single straight. thing, yeah. Yeah, and that some people do identify that. That's the tricky part. I think what I've learned, and I, I think that put me over the edge of even more. You know what? I'm just gonna ask if I need, if I want to know, and whatever. Cool. I, it just you need. I, I appreciate people need a space to identify and need a word, mm-hmm. and maybe a language to put themselves to look. That's why representation matters. Vocabulary matters because the language dictates. I think a lot of people's personality. So if you're that person. Who is this abrosexual? And that word resonates with you. You feel more, I think, connected to you, and more accepted because you don't feel so. I'm so odd. There's a word for it. So I don't. And there's know. a way for you to kind of explain yourself, or not explain, yeah. explain, but like you know, be able to help others better understand you, kind of thing. Yeah. Because exactly. if you can articulate who you are, how you feel, what you need, 
to others, mm -hmm. you feel like they can better understand you and is you what I mean by explaining. Find your community that way too, yeah. right? With some identification. It's funny that, that this word exists for people that almost feel like they don't want to be put in a box, but they're finding a box. Yeah, that's true. Because right. that's what yeah. I mean by like, I just mean open. Like mm -hmm. you don't really fit in a box, but now you have. Don't put box. me in a box, but here's or a label you if you really. all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Check all that apply. It's all like of the above. At the top of the org chart is this abrosexual. That was a Yonic reference. Anytime I talk about a box, I'm talking about a vagina. I can't let something go for five minutes without talking about <laughs> some hole in your body being tickled or sparkled. So just <laughs> I love that. Well, when I said I, the word box, I also thought of vagina and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Well, I'll just start thinking of vagina every time I think of a box now. So. You will. And whenever you go to work, give me the box of, oh, no. no. Can someone get me the box, the, the box with the, the sedation like, box? <laughs> the sedation vagina? What? <laughs> well, now I'm looking at the ring light in front of us, and it's a circle, and it reminds me of vagina now. <laughs> a circle, it's a circle now it's, it's a circle now anything with like an opening vaginas why does that remind you of a it's vagina? more like a giant glowing cock ring yeah okay maybe even that but talk more about that Miley. why does a circle make you think of a vagina because now that it's a hole and then it, <laughs> it, it can go in the hole it's a glowing hole i appreciate it <laughs> We love you. Well, thank you for joining yeah, us thank today. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, thank you for I joining them. I don't know why you want to talk to me, but I'm happy to accept the end. I like oh, my gosh. What? Look at you. We love talking. We, we are so excited to be talking with you. Uh, shall we call you Sean or shall we call you Sister? Sister. Whatever you like. I answered a both. This is oh. Sister Mimosa Romero uniform. Oh, okay. So you can call me whatever. He, she, they. I don't care what pronoun you use. Call me. Thank you. Well, welcome to the show. We know you from um, your husband, who we work with. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when we were looking or kind of thinking of people to interview so that we can learn more uh, about, you know, this month is Pride Month. And so we wanted to kind of feature uh, people that can not only allow us to learn and grow, but also help our listeners to kind of better enlighten um, anything and all things Pride. Yeah. And so, okay, so Sister... Romero, Sister no, Mimosa, Sister Mimosa, Mimosa Romero. Romero. Can you tell us a little bit about where that name comes from, and a little bit about yeah. the sisterhood? Yeah. Well, two things. I'll tell. This, I'll start with the sisterhood first because that leads into that. Perfect. The sisterhood. For those of you who can't see me, I look like a drag clown nun. So Google us. You can Google me, Sister Mimosa Romero. You'll see images. But we are an order of 21st century nuns, queer nuns. And we have two primary missions, the promulgation of universal joy and the expiation of stigmatic guilt. Mm. We are an organization all over the world. We've got houses in Australia, all over the country, and all of the United States, all over, all over the place you can imagine. But I'm part of the Arizona House. We are called the Grand Canyon Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, sometimes called the Mistresses or the Sisters of the Big that's what we do. <laughs> we, we, we're queer nuns. That's what we do. We literally go out and do very similar things as nuns do. We do feed the poor just like a week. I have fed the poor in downtown Phoenix with the atheist organization, actually. Wow. It's wonderful to meet that organization. And we do fundraising primarily in the GLBT oriented community space. But we do a lot of work across all of Arizona, at least. And the houses. This path as a sister follows the exact same path that nuns do. You join a house, which that's 
What are we called in Arizona? Quiz. The Grand are... Grand Canyon Sisters of, of Indulgence, a Perpetual Indulgence. Perpetual Indulgence. You got it. The Sisters of the Hole. You can say that. Oh, I like that one a lot more. Sisters of the, the hole. hole. You had to go with hole because you can't go with crack because I love it. Mm. Yeah, like the Grand. Well, I'll take or, I'll yeah. The, the, the Grand Canyon sisters, sisters of the hole and the hole and the crack. Sisters of the big crack. Yes. <laughs> and then when you join a house, you have a phase you go through. First, you have to join, and you're called an aspirant. Mm -hmm. You just sit and you just sit and watch. Watch all the sisters work mm -hmm. for the fully professed ministrants, and that's how we look the way we do. And then you go through a path. You be an aspirant, and then you appeal to the house and say, "This is what you want to do. You want to go down this path." Then you become a postulant, and your postulancy, you can wear makeup just a little bit, but it all has to be white. Your veils have to be white. Your coronet has to be white. Everything has to be white because you're in the learning phase. You're learning how to communicate with the community. You're learning how to hold yourself as a sister and behave because gender rules change. Believe me, I've had experiences when I'm I don't think I look like a woman, but whatever. But people start treating you differently once you put on a dress. And I know you're all very familiar with that, but me as a cis male, was shocked at some of the things I experienced. But at, during your postulancy, you go through that, you pick a name and that name can be anything. And there are so many amazing names. Like some of our sisters are Sister Flatulata Depew or Sister Vicious, Vicious Power Hungry Bitch or oh. I Need a Pick a Lot or just amazing names. So you pick a name along the way. And then once you get the postulancy, you go and you sit, you can only wear eye makeup up to two inches because your role is to watch and see only. You can't wear color on your lips because you're not right permitted to speak for the house yet. You have white on your wow. You go through your postulancy and then you enter what you're called univitiate, and that's novice. And each step of the way, the house has to vote whether you're for protecting the community, living the mission, of someone we want as part of our order. And then the novitiate, the novice, is the last stage before a fully professed ministrant. You go through, you join events, you help sisters, you design all these things, and then you have to come up with a project. And that project has to serve the community, has to move our mission forward, has to fundraise if you want to. Mine happened to be a show, a performance with some local performing artists and some local vendors. And we just had a little tiny little festival and I donated my money to uh, an organization called Mulligan's Manor. Mulligan's Manor, have either of you heard of that? I don't know that one. No, it's a home for children, tar primarily GLBT children who are often lost in the foster care system. And for various legal reasons, they can't ask, they won't ask children how, they were, how they're oriented. Hmm. So this particular woman who started this opened up her own house to people and she's running this home for GLBT children. The stories there are just frightening. But we also raise money for bikers against child abuse, which is an organization that protects children if they have to testify in court, all these other amazing things. But you do this project, you present your project at the house and your final presentation to all the sisters, such as myself, and tell us why and your mission, and then we all vote. And if you get into the vote and you get in, you're a fully professed minister and you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I love it. So I have a question. Um, does your, how you identify gender-wise, uh, does that play a part in the people that can apply to become a sister or mm -hmm. is it open to men and women like regardless of your pronoun and how you identify gender wise anyone anything republicans democrats <laughs> boys girls whatever else is out there that i don't have a word for it's open to everybody the organization tends to be demographically cis white gay men okay you okay have black sisters you have, and we they have an amazing history we had a June Kiki where we talked to some of the first black sisters and oh. that creates discussion because this is a white face. 
And asking right. a black sister or a sister of color to wear whiteface has its own implications when you reach out to the black communities. So there's a lot of dynamics that go on. And we have we had at least a couple instances of a trans male, black, who was also struggling a little bit with, at some point, the feminine presentation. And that because you as you go on through the sisterhood, you have to go in the nun presentation unless you choose a different path. So it was there's a lot of dynamics. But yes, anyone and everyone can join. Yeah, I I imagine the white face could be triggering for people of color, like deep inherited trauma type of triggers that they don't necessarily know they have maybe going into it. And then they get there and they're like, whoa, this is unsettling. And I have some things to figure out. Wow. Because, yeah, it's it's interesting because but yes, to everyone. And then to your question, me, I could not come up with anything clever. I wanted some kind of sexy kind of name and I toiled over it and toiled over it. And the reason I came up with mimosa is for two reasons. Mimosa is my favorite drink. I could drink them all day long. I was going to say it's the best brunch drink ever. Any kind of drink, right? Uh, one day, if we talk again, I'll show you my secret mimosa recipe. Ooh. It's world famous. Oh my gosh, I need that. But... I love it because so, there's so much guilt. Let me back up. I am of the firm belief guilt is the root of so many people's problems, guilt and shame, whether it be sex abuse, any kind of abuse, any kind of extreme personality traits that have not been integrated to be a whole healthy person. I bet you can trace somewhere to guilt some way. In That's my own personal ministry and philosophy. But in furtherance of our goal, the expiation of stigmatic guilt, I find that people don't have a lot of guilt around mimosas. They'll drink all day long. (laughs) Well, OJ, I mean, it has vitamin C. It's good for the body. It's It's... a health drink. It's vegan, is it not? I don't think that's true. Usually, yeah. I mean, some wine production, yeah, there's a question mark there. But, I mean, personally, I, yeah, I would figure most champagnes and sparkling wines um, would be vegan or at least vegan friendly. Yeah. I say that like I know. I just assume I was trying to be clever. I have no idea what the goddamn thing is, and I just drink it. (laughs) No one feels guilty. I've never heard anyone feel guilty about drinking mimosas, and it's the one thing people can talk about without any hint of it. Because sometimes, like, oh, I want to have a beer after work. There could be a lot of a lot of history attached to beer if they're associating with their father or their mother or some abusive person. But no one ever says anything bad about mimosas. No one ever had a well that I know of. So in my turn, people are drinking mimosas, a guilt-free, sparkly thing. It's sunny, and I have moved where I want to be shiny and sparkly and not black and dark. And I want to do something drag queeny. So that was part one. But part two is I love the shit out of all things, gross, horrible, evil, monstrous, terrifying, awful horror movies. That'll make your toes curl offensive down to the point of, is this legal? Like I, <laughs> the gorier, the, the more frightening, the better. I'm like, Oh shit. I just need it in my life. That's part of my personality too. And where did this all come from is my first memory of seeing a horror movie was George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead at a drive-in with my parents. And I remember watching, have either of you seen that? No. No. I am the opposite. And then we have to watch that movie while we drink the mimosas. Yeah. Well, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum, whereas I don't do horror scary. We talked about this, I think, just like real recently, because Miley went and saw The Quiet Place and The Quiet Place 2. She's caught up on them. What did you think? 
me the quiet place i was trying to reenact it for for mandy <laughs> and i'm actually gonna do a short bit but i was reenact yeah i was like it was like it has it opens its jaw really big and then it has these big sharp teeth rawr, and no eyes but these ears that are humongous and then you can see the ears <laughs> curling and opening and curling and opening and then they're sounds terrifying <laughs> i am terrified and then they in the miley way and you're <laughs> <laughs> it's a miley wink and then you're dead <laughs> that's how powerful i am that so is. i haven't it's seen powerful. night of the living dead is that the movie yeah it's okay. it was it's black and oh, white it the night of the living dead play there yeah and have you heard that phrase they're coming to get you barbara is oh, that oh yeah actually it's yeah. from that movie okay. it's because in that movie at the beginning these two couples little bobs are in a graveyard and they're doing whatever they consider flirting in the 50s they're like "Ooh, touch my shoulder oh my God, but then they're in a graveyard and for some reason i don't know why they're making out there he goes out and tries to be all goofy he's like oh my god we're in a graveyard and she's no it's scary and he says no they're coming to get you barbara then all of a sudden bang, it's a oh my god. <laughs> but i remember it was that in the exorcist but i saw that movie in a drive-in and i am obsessed with zombie movies make it undead i love it i highly oh. recommend Zombie strippers down to zombie beavers. Make it a goddamn zombie. Shove it in the face and I'll I'm sorry, you said oh, zombie wow. beavers and that conjured up a whole type of image for me. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Kingdom? It's um a Korean a yes, zombie I have. I have. TV mm-hmm. series. And mm-hmm. I'm really like I was I watched all of it last the two seasons last year and then the third season is supposed to come out later this year. It was supposed to come out March of twenty twenty one, but it got postponed to like December. Thanks, COVID. But yeah. yes. <laughs> Korean I like zombies too. Films are really good. Koreans make a, a lot of the time the subtleties are different in terms Korean film in terms of zombies. They tend to be the or in any actually any most well, I can't say Japanese I can't distinguish that easily. I'll say Asian in a broad context for zombie films for this purpose. <laughs> they tend to be faster and not the kind of lethargic. Yeah, yeah. Beginning, so they're aggressive. Mm. I found the Asian yes. film genre, but there's a, an amazing Korean South Korean film, of course. Oh called Train to Busan that is one of the better zombie movies I've seen that combines a good narrative with I would prefer more gore but it's pretty good and there's a prequel called uh, it's on Prime but I had, check it out it's a really good one if you like horror movies or yeah. if you don't well I will not my, my zombie movie experience is like I'm like zombie light so it's like, <laughs> I, like um, that. I think you're like Scooby Doo oh my god <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids yeah, um yeah. <laughs> Um, there, I think there was a movie recently called I Zombie, and it was kind of a cute little teen romance zombie flick, right? I haven't seen it. It's so cute. Um, and then like those Simon Pegg and his little entourage. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of oh, the Dead was great. Okay. And like Hot Fuzz with the murdering town, yeah. you know, like for the greater good. And like, mm-hmm. like those I find funny and campy, even though they have like some horror, some like jump out. What are those called? Like Gotcha? Thanks, the... Sir. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. so those I can watch, but, like, straight up, like, just here to murder and maim and, zomp, like, I get a little, uh, I'll have nightmares. <laughs> I'm too well, sensitive. I've got an extensive collection referral network, so if you Ooh. want to know, Yay. I can give you anyone. But George A. Romeo wrote that, and that was my first memory, and I consider oh. him the godfather of the horror genre. Not nuts, that's broadly speaking. So if you're a horror nut listening to this, bust your nut later and get all mad at me. I'm <laughs> is my own reality so don't send hate mail people yeah don't at me yeah (laughs) or stalk me (laughs) (laughs) some pictures slide into my dms with some 
Hey boy, hey. Hey boy, hey. <laughs> so I chose the last name. I took his name as Romero mm. because sometimes I want to do something light. So I call yeah. myself, I just, when I introduce myself, I'm saying, hi, I'm Sister Mimosa. If I'm doing a darker event, like there was an event once where I hosted something called the Dark Parade, which was mm. traditionally probably people would say goth, a fundraiser. And I, I refer to myself as Sister M. Romero or oh. Sister M. R. So I can adjust whatever yeah, I yeah. light and dark. And it honors both sides of my personality. So I was just thinking, I love that. that. Yeah. I love that duality. Like I got the Mm -hmm. mimosas and I got the Romero and it's like, that's all both can exist. I love that part. And I love that. I love the story behind both two and the meaning behind it. That's why I'm so fascinated by like where names of organizations or, you know, your name, your sister name, or just like where tattoos come from. Like, it's just like the, the meaning behind things is, uh, is so interesting to me and it helps me better get to know people and understand people. So. Yeah. Well, how did you get the name of your podcast on that subject? Like, I was just get- thinking about this. It's sort of multifaceted, like your name. Like, we both love food. So we thought, like, something that sort of alludes to, like, the fact that we love food. But even, but we don't talk about food. But dish is sort of like slang for let's chat, let's gossip, let's talk. Mm-hmm. So we thought, like, that's kind of a fun play on that word. And highlighting, like, the things. Like, what's going on right now that we want to bring people's attention to so that for me yeah. what would no, you no, expand that's exactly on that? how we like that's how the conversation kind of got started i think um we just really i think like for for me there's like three things that can connect people of all different uh you know uh places or from from different places right so food is definitely one of those music is another and sports is another and so i think when we had thought of the main dish i was like yeah definitely like food is something that you don't have to be speaking the same language but food brings people together just like music and sports and you know that's something across all people that you know we all need food right we all need nourishment and that was another thing too Mm -hmm. like we wanted our podcast to be nourishing to the body the heart the soul the mind and so, yeah, yes. For those of you who can't see, I'm making a little heart gesture. <laughs> so if you're listening, make a little heart. So what is the food? If you were going to say one food that you think is the unifier of things, what do you think it is? In my case, it'd be mimosas, but that doesn't, that don't, if you don't drink alcohol, whatever, have some grape juice. Well, what would it be for you? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. When you first asked, I just immediately thought of tofu. I my mind's always on tofu. tofu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my no, mind is always tired. on tofu. <laughs> Why? What makes tofu so exciting? exciting for you or so unifying rather i'm not sick of it i could eat it at any time (laughs) it's it's a very universal food although by many it's sort of poo-pooed right like if people haven't experienced a good tofu or like um they're just kind of like tofu what's that don't come at me that way but it is it is a very universal food noodles noodles is very universal too i love noodles all types of noodles why do you think it's such a universal experience what is the origin of why why is that a comfort i'll use the word comfort food i don't know if that's true but i have a well i don't know when you say the word comfort it also makes me think like noodles always come with some kind of like broth right i always feel good when i'm drinking or drinking eating like anything with broth or with soupy stuff but i think with noodles i mean like I don't know what from my Asian background, we always like there's so many noodle dishes. But then I also see that there's a lot of different noodles in, you know, American cuisine, Italian cuisine. Uh, so I don't know. That's just what comes to my noodles mind, actually. I don't yeah. get the issue with tofu. It's the, you, it's just a blank slate. 
Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people think it's bland, right? And maybe that's what it is. Like because it's bland, I've been so fortunate to be able to eat tofu in so many different ways that is not yeah. bland. Like mm-hmm. it allows, it's like a blank slate, like you said. Like if you can, if you, it gives you the opportunity to create something from a blank slate, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would, I would personally, as Mandy, as a, a, a I would personally community unifying food. I would probably choose, it's a toss-up, honestly, between nachos and pizza. Oh. Mm. See, pizza got the gasp. Because I really think you can make nachos or pizza into any time of day food. Like breakfast nachos, lunch nachos, happy hour nachos, dinner nachos. Let me share this. You can ask my husband about it. One year, because, well, one year, Thanksgiving. I'm going to put you in that headspace. So okay. all, what food oh. is in mind for you for Thanksgiving? Just um, shout My out. brain's going nuts for Thanksgiving nachos right now. I'm thinking mashed potatoes with mm. gravy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, go. Listen to this. We had a <laughs> shit ton of leftovers. Do you know what that genius, beautiful Mr. Romero husband of mine did? Uh-oh. He has made a tradition of a Thanksgiving pizza. Oh. Oh. Thanksgiving, he makes this pizza where it's just all the shit on top of it with mashed potatoes, crushed gravy, whatever the hell. I don't know, I don't cook, but he puts it on it and I don't even care. It's just delightful. It's fun to eat. The mouth feel is really Mm -hmm. good. It's like the same food, but in such a different presentation that it like excites the taste buds. I I think, like Sean said, it's fun to eat. Like, have you ever had a pizza you didn't like have fun eating? And I think the same thing about nachos, like everybody loves finger food. Well, yeah. Like some fingers. Something I words we're gonna have nachos. (laughs) I love this. Like anything I can get my hands in and get super dirty. (laughs) Netflix and nachos. That's the new thing. (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag Netflix. Look for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's gonna be the title of our episode. (laughs) Just kidding. It'll work. It's fine. It so you were mentioning some of the projects or events that you uh, have, have been involved with. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about the upcoming events? Because we were kind of um, stalking your website. Mm-hmm. The upcoming events. Oh, or the Grand Canyon, the sister, the Grand Canyon Sisters of the Hole and Crack. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't know all the events, so I, I will be. I'm a terrible sister in that sense. We just had one yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, I, that's. It was, wait, this is the same. Yeah, Nunting, but the G, 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 Grand Canyon Sisters, GCSPI. That's the short version of it. That is, we are free, We do a lot of bar work in Phoenix, meaning we do a lot of performances in bars. Some sisters perform, and there is a there. We don't consider ourselves drag queens, but we do a lot of some do drag type stuff, and we do fundraisers there. We make jello shots. That yesterday was the first time that I think it was the first time the bunkhouse. It's called Patio's Bunkhouse downtown phoenix it's in kind of the melrose it's in the melrose district where a lot of the gay stuff is and if you haven't seen it we have a rainbow crosswalk so go honor it because i have been wondering where that rainbow crosswalk is i was like i'm downtown all the time how have i not seen this darn thing look the melrose district and it's and that's i don't remember the name of the streets off the top of my head but that's where it is it's next to short leash hot dogs which is my favorite oh my god you should there. I've heard some great things about that place. I haven't I haven't been able to go and check it out. And for those it, listening, I do believe Short Leash has a vegan option. And it used it's a beautiful story. Well, to me, that's a strong word. I don't know. They started as a food truck and then yeah. has a restaurant. Scott and I went there on Valentine's Day once for a whiskey hot dog tasting. Oh. Like whiskey, whiskey paired hot with hot dogs? dogs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like the dog was 
or the hot dog was um, dipped in whiskey. I do it. I put dog. I'll dip a hot dog in anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, it was was dipped in whiskey and a little wet and you know licked it and stick it in. Whatever. Mm. I'm trash, people. I am Appalachian white trash at my very core. So give me a hot dog and some ground beef, and I'm good. I'm like, just give me a hot dog and let's talk. Yeah, or give yeah, give it all. Give all the hot dogs. It's been a minute over here. That's all I'll say about that. Getting a sense of that, I feel like you need a little bit of a release sometime so you might want to netflix and chill with yourself have you named your clitoris so, oh no no i do refer to do her as a her it's a each oh. of you pick a name for your clit what would it be oh man can i have some examples of other people's the first clit? thing that came to mind was priscilla i okay. don't know why okay priscilla what about you miley pick a it name it sounds fancy as fuck maybe that's why <laughs> oh <laughs> f-a-f priscilla <laughs> f-a-f done oh. now you miley i like serena Ooh. Okay. So Priscilla and Serena need to be treated well. Mm-hmm. So do be, make nice with them today or sometime tomorrow. And send that energy out into the universe. I mean, I made super nice with her yesterday. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> but <laughs> it doesn't... <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want to feel somebody on you mm. or under you. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Weight matters. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. It's nice to have another human being. Yes. That, yeah. Going back to your question, Miley, that, that's the next, that's the one that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a new one that I'm actually hosting, co-hosting Ooh. on June 26th to celebrate the, to celebrate the Supreme Court decision that legalized gay marriage across the country. We are raffling off a world a, or a, qu- a quilt that another sister made who is extraordinarily talented. And it's going to be at Patio's Bunkhouse. She's going to be hosting. She asked me to co-host the same location and and there might be another sister coming from the LA house, the original sisters of perpetual oh. sister unity, which is just a very well-known sister in the world organization. We might be co-hosting that. So that's June 26th. And I don't, my events were interesting. AFAZ interesting as fuck Arizona, where I just interviewed different interesting people. And those, I don't, I have another, I, I interviewed a couple people. And then we have, I have a, someone who, a friend of mine who owns a circus. Uh, she owns it. She's a performer, circus performer. I just think she's interesting, but that's what I do. But I don't have another one scheduled. But I don't know. There might be more things between that that I'm not aware of. About about how many sisters are there in the Arizona chapter, the Grand Canyon Sisters of the Hole and Crack? I just want to keep saying it over and over again. Like every question that I have, I'm gonna be like, so with the Grand Canyon Sisters of the Hole and Crack, right? We are the Hole and Crack, et cetera, et cetera. As of right now, there are 18 active sisters. And by active, we define that very specifically in number of events attending. Got music. you. But there are bodies like sisters who are who have made it to this status. Yes. For ministrant. I'd probably say 30 maybe throughout the state. Nice. But there's just it's a commitment. It is. You got to go out. You got to get up. Some, you got to get your get booped and gooped and go out and be in the right headspace because it takes some that if you're doing the ministering, which is what we do, which is what I enjoy about it specifically, it takes energy to have some sense of bringing positive energy. Because if you're not feeling it, people won't talk to you. And the reason we're out there is the sisters symbolize safety for the community. We signal great. We want to be brave for you. So if you're feeling any sort of way like you can't be you, you get looking like this, go out in public and we can do it. You can do it. But also the white face has created this one of the reasons it was originated based on someone who really liked dropping acid and looking good in pictures. But in reality, what it's meant to do when we go to the bar and do ministry is it creates a mask and you'll be amazed at what people will talk to us about. 
and we call it bar ministry because we just sit and talk to people and they tell us their stories sometimes scary where they need help and we can refer them to mental health resources and other that. times we, we carry i have condoms all me sex toys all the time making them feel okay oh you want to take it up the butt okay it's okay to be a top it's okay to be a bottom you want fraudage that's all you're into great but helping people feel good about whatever it is they need to hear takes some energy so if you don't if you're not feeling it probably you're not going to do much help yeah so it takes some work so we're, to answer your question probably 18 active sisters right and and this is all volunteer like mm-hmm. you 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 all are just taking your time out of your schedule because you want to do this like you're not getting paid for this and you're helping the community but you know and and when i say community or when you say community you mean like anyone in the community mm-hmm. yeah we spend a lot of our time in the lgbtqi2 spirit space and I used all the letters. Right mm-hmm. I was going to ask about. Mafia. I was going to ask about the letters too because you had mentioned you, earlier. You said G L B T, and mm-hmm. I'm so used to saying, and I want to be respectful. And I think that's something that Amanda, Mandy, and I were talking about earlier. We, you know, we we like to think that we try our best to always approach situations with as you know an open mind and understanding and respectful and we're always open to like if we're saying or doing anything that's wrong, like feel free to correct us because we want to make sure we're you know, being mindful, I guess, but inclusive and inclusive, mindful yeah, and sensitive exactly. and using appropriate yeah. language. Cause like you said earlier, sister, it's changing all of the time yeah. and you're learning, you know, if you're learning your new terms, I imagine, you know, imagine how people who, who aren't directly involved in that space every single yeah. day. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to keep up. I want to be educated. So tell yeah. me what's up. But yeah, back to the original question, like, because, you know, you had said GLBT, and we noticed that on your website uh, quite a few places too. But then I'm, yeah. I'm so used to LGBTQ, and then I know there's a bunch of other a letters. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Is there anything I need to know about those letters? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I'm not, and believe me, I'm not an expert in this. I can only share my little sliver of knowledge that could be refined and completely batshit wrong. So I can only share that. One, a lot of, I think the origin of the letters, and I'm not, as you know, no expert. GLBT started, but gay happens to be the thing people hear most about. And gay is often used in terms of the context of men, this men. And there's that inherently brings an element of sex into the picture. And then you bring the element of sex dominance into it. Then what about the L's? What about the lesbians? Why do they have to be G first? If, the, if it's predominantly gay, the gay community, within the gay community, that triggers thoughts of men, cis men, probably. I could be wrong, but that's what I imagine. So at some point along the way, Someone and collectively made a decision, let's flip it a little bit to pay more respect and be more intentional about including our female sisters or female siblings rather to be absolutely correct. Our, our, who identify as female people uh, or women <laughs> to call it first, so LGBTQ. And I, that's probably the more appropriate way to say it. I think the reason I do is just because when I was doing in my secular work, which what at Sisters when we say sister life, secular means normal chanta is I did ERGs and we started calling them GLBTs, which is forced to have it, I think, at this point. But I, to your original point, it's I, there's two sides to this diversity discussion. And we often talk a lot about the side of people who don't understand, meaning I don't know, I don't know. But there's a lot of times I think that even those on the receiving end of the mistake must demonstrate grace if anyone's going to be moving forward. So if you I do, like if someone makes a mistake, and, and clocks you as a man, but you're a cis woman, and you just present masculine characteristics, I can understand why if someone uses the wrong pronoun with you, 
it can be offensive because mm -hmm. for you in that receiving end, that's a lifetime of history, but the person doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. And you have to be just as and assume positive intent that no one meant to say something wrong mm -hmm. and then feel comfortable correcting as well. And then the person getting corrected can't feel a certain way and freak out like, oh my God, I said something wrong, I'm gonna say it again. It happens. Human beings are too complex to get it right all the time. And it's only me that I'm getting to that point where I've even mentally, my neurons stop trying to clock gender. And I'm not saying that in any bad way, humans evolve and that when your eye is scanning data, your brain takes in what, 10 million bits of data a minute. It cannot function by paying attention to every detail. So the where biases come in, the brain scans an environment and it knows from history growing up that boy, I don't even need to factor that in. I'm scanning my environment for something different. So when you're scanning your environment, your brain catches something and says, wait, that's different, but I don't know. If you're going to just say that word, that's how our neurons are writing. I be patient. This is people are rewiring their brains every day. Fire together, wire together, and we've been wiring bullshit together for years. So both sides just have to be. So give yourself grace. That's my goal. Thank you. We I talk a lot about rewiring brains and like figuring out those neuro pathways and teaching yourself new things, and that it, it implies to applies to so many different yeah. aspects of life. I've gotten really into the habit of just being like they and them. Yeah. when I don't know a person mm -hmm. I'm just I'm like or, or I'll refer to like something as like I don't know the person working there was just like blah 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 like I don't go she her him because I'm like I don't know I didn't ask so I'm just like that person I'm just mm -hmm. like because I'm like a people first type of thing like I yeah. I just want to like remind everybody that it's a human it's a person regardless right. of all the other things how they identify and how your lens is taking them in and filtering that it's like that person Let's yeah. remember yeah. that. And, you know, one thing when you were saying that, too, we, you know, in, in the clinic that we work at, we treat a lot of people who can identify as different pronouns. Right. And mm -hmm. and I think like and please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just doing the best that I know how to. But, um, you know, there are students and residents and even faculty that will come and there might be someone who might be, uh, you know, male, I guess. I don't know how to say it, but then they present very feminine or or whatnot and our students and residents and faculty don't know what pronouns to use and mm -hmm. instead of saying like i'll say well why don't you ask them how would they would like to be addressed and yeah. until we know using they and them and we or whatnot until you do that but also normalizing the conversation of instead of going to colleagues and asking what you should call the no, patient no. ask the patient <laughs> just it's it's okay to have that conversation and it's actually and on my mind like it it's my uh what um my 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 uh gesture of being respectful and honoring who you are but the best way i can honor you is by asking you how you'd like me to mm -hmm. address you um and don't be afraid of having that like and i'm encouraging students and residents not to be afraid to ask that like no, to have, have those questions if your if your patient doesn't trust you or thinks you don't know, you're going to lose points and they're not going to change any type of behavior. If you want them to brush or floss, they're not going to do shit if they don't think you know them. And at the very beginning, it, it is people first. It's building the person when they come in the door through inquiry because they might not even have even their they might even be right on their medical records because it takes what happens if someone is trans or tries to change that. That won't even be sure. So always just assume, what shall I call you? And yeah. setting that tone for people who are coming in, knowing that we're going to ask you because we respect you and you can set that ahead of time. And even yeah. tell people if they're not, it, it, I guess it can be challenging, I suppose. I, I can't connect to that in the physician space because to me, I just can't imagine how you can 
expect to get a good health interview or a medical history review or anything if you can't help them feel like you're seeing them or yeah. you're not holding them in your mind or even trying to build up who they are. Yeah. And and I guess like I love the part how you said uh, both the provider and the other, well, both parties need to give grace or have grace because I also have, you know, another story of a, a doctor who talked to me about one of his patients and he had had that conversation and they had told him, you know, please address me by like he and him. But it was someone who was transitioning from she to he and mm. he, like, he had been the doctor had been practicing using you know and just using the he and him pronouns and he accidentally said she once or her once in front of the patient and the patient got extremely mad at the doctor and went really like was very angry and you know and he felt so bad he was like i i was trying and i didn't mean to do it i was trying to be conscious and maybe trying too hard and then it slipped and but having grace both parties need to have a little grace because you're both learning yeah I found that it helps to have a code of conduct, even for mm. patients. So if you have a patient bill of rights, which we know exists, there's mm. also, you can suggest a patient code of conduct, which is when you come in here, assume positive intent so that yeah. those kind of things don't happen. And you can condition because we have, for that particular doctor, his mind sees something that present, not something, someone who presents as, what was it, male? That presents as, yes. how, did she, how did this person present? male assigned female at birth but was transitioning transitioning to male male. okay so his brain has been programmed for how old was this person 40 50 years old yes how are you going to unprogram 50 years of language in one time the neurons have to be reprogrammed to stop saying he and in front of that person but that i get it i understand that triggers that person that's going through an immense yeah and that's why i was like i told yeah both parties are and yeah and there that person that person transitioning is like you know how i can't even i can't begin to imagine how long it took them to come to the grips to decide to do this like the struggles they lived with with not identifying with the gender they were assigned at Mm -hmm. birth and then just having you know having the decision to go through to become trans and like just ah, all of the then things that follow that whether you decide to do surgery top bottom like how you, hormones and all the things that come along with that like they're coming from a big dark crazy place yeah. and trying to get in a space of light and they've been fighting probably their whole lives yeah. so yeah it's like it's a big thing like yeah having empathy on both sides and going yeah. i understand i triggered you i'm sorry like yeah. i don't even like saying triggered i guess too much like i'm just sorry i did not mean to identify like to call you yeah. something yeah, trigger that trigger is a triggering word anymore yeah i know, I know. and I, that's why on both sides i can completely understand you're fighting this hard and you're reminded i can imagine if i'm going to put myself yeah. in that person's place it's like a pinch or a poke in your heart and in your head like ah ah so it doesn't feel good at the same time, assume positive intent, especially yeah, yeah. if you're in a clinic or trying to get some kind of care. But I like that. Uh, assume positive intent. Yeah, that's that's I mean, uh, yeah. I almost think that that's like a life philosophy. Yeah. Like present in every situation with any every interaction, assume positive. I intent. think there are a lot of there are interactions where, you know, this person did not. Yeah. But, you know. I think but if it's yeah, you can especially in an in-person event like that, there was probably a tone. Like if you listen to the tone of the voice, you're like, it's like, if you calm down, I know emotions run hot, but like if you took a second and you went, okay, like the way they said that was obviously not meaning to hurt my feelings. Okay. Just the skill of processing it, analyzing it, 
holding calm on top of all that and then ejecting something that was had some sense of kind of not peace isn't the right word because I know what I'm saying sounds judgmental but yeah everything you're saying is correct the person probably heard that but you got to when someone gets hit like that when you're when someone hears something and feels a bruise to their very core of their personhood that takes a lot to say just pause yeah correct and continue forward and then if it happened again continue to happen again and that suggests a lack of attempt to change so yeah yeah it's just rough it's challenging for everybody and both sides need to be well there were many who argue they don't need to but the sides that have not been represented or they are fighting the whole time it's everyone else's job to conform and i don't mean to say it that way in such mm-hmm. a way but it if we move humanity forward it requires all parties to participate understanding and acceptance and like being open to learning and like, yeah just like accepting some ideas that maybe you didn't always believe is so mm-hmm. huge like i love the idea of constantly challenging what we believe and what we think and why we think it where does that come from does it still hold true to this day because i mean shit do you know how i mean that can apply to so many things right you're just like wow what did i think before why did i think that where did that come from yeah. is that does that resonate with me today is that really true is does that can i put that filter on a lot of things in my life and it still holds up or is it shit? like <laughs> so that's a big thing like i appreciate that i have a question about your event coming up yeah. who it's at the what what did you say it was called again patio it's called bunkhouse for short but the full name is patio's bunkhouse It's a fundraising event for Bikers Against Child Abuse, actually. Oh, Oh, for Bikers Bikers Against Against Child Child Abuse. Mm -hmm. That's a fun group. Are you familiar with the organization? I've seen their name before because I think I actually bought tickets to one of y'all's events maybe a couple months ago. I did. And then it was like a Zoom event, obviously, because of COVID. And... Mm -hmm. um, I, I totally forgot it was happening. Like whatever happened in my day, I forgot to log on and I saw the calendar reminder like 45 minutes into the hour long event. And I was like, shit, I totally missed it. I was like, oh, well, so you can make this one. I'm going to yeah. wait. What time? Like, so this is an in-person event. Yeah. What time to what time? Like what time? Oh, nine. okay. Nine's <laughs> a good time. Oh. It's good to estimate around. Nine. Okay. PM. And it's an PM? outdoor venue in terms of the performance space. So probably okay. not. And what type of performance happens? Yeah. I don't know. It, we've had everything. When we've done fundraisers, we've had lip sync competitions. Oh. It's a stage. Okay. Put some put some gay people and some queens up on a stage. What the hell can happen? Anything. <laughs> it's a it's in a very nice space too because it's got a it's a little bit of a risen stage. So if you're performing, nice. you that sense of you can see oh. the lay of the land in the back. So I don't know what the performances will be. I'm sure something's going to happen. So some people. People can come to go to your website to get tickets or just show up the night of show up, just show up. Oh, awesome. And then like proceeds from the night, like drinks, food, that kind of stuff go towards bikers against. Am I getting it right? Bikers against child abuse. Yeah, short for BACA. Well, no, BACA is short for bikers against child abuse. Yeah, that's what we're fundraising for in that time because it's and that's an example. It's not a GLBT organization. It's just it just helps children because they do amazing things to help protect kids. They'll even go to someone's house if they're. One of the things I like about them is they the kids have these the bikers come to the house in uh-huh. their full vestiges and leather and they meet the parents. Wow. And if a child feels threatened in any way, they have the right to call. They can call whoever wants it. They call the police. They will come to the house and say what's going on. Oh, I like and that. Then if the kids want to go, if they need to testify in court, they will come to them. They will come to court with the children, and so they can have a safe space and a presence in there, so they can feel. That's awesome. Does does Sister Mimosa Romero have an Instagram? 
or yeah. where's the best place for our listeners to find you? Oh, wait, I think it's at Sister Mimosa, but let me look. I'm, I'm not clearly an influencer. I have like tens of followers. Right? Ten. <laughs> it is. I should know it. Oh, yeah, it's Sister Mimosa on Instagram. Done. And we'll make sure we tag you. Uh, a website or Facebook? I think I found you on Facebook. Yeah, there's a Sister Mimosa Facebook page. I'm not really great at updating it, though. And the Grand Canyon at... Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence also have a Facebook group yeah. and, uh, and a Instagram as well. Oh, Insta- oh okay. So we'll make yeah. sure we tag and... and all of them. Yeah. And the azsisters.org is the website for the sisters yeah. the calendar of events and meet some of the sisters and understand the journey of becoming one. Did you all just get a new website, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we had to we had to change. I'm not. We have a mistress of technology. There's a role in every house, mm-hmm. and our mistress of technology is in charge of managing all that. And we just changed our whoever's managing the website, and incorporating a lot of Google functionality with it. Yeah, it's getting better. That's wonderful. Nice. Yay. That's exciting. We want to be sure to drive people to mm-hmm. find out more about the sisters and you and your awesome work and yeah. the organizations that you highlight and how they can help. Yeah. And I encourage them to to either help or just be uh, spread the word, be part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, our big, I mean, yes, we raise money. That is, so we always take donations. Every dollar helps. And that goes back to the community, what we call sister charities. Even if we don't have a specific charity we're raising money for, it goes into this little pot of money. So if a, if an organization needs help with something for uh, funding, mulligans, anything, any of these organizations can ask us and we vote if it's in line with our mission. But That's wonderful. It goes back into the community in some way, shape, or form, whether it's in creating raffles for people, money, that's but if it's something like a designated event, like the June 26th for Baca, then money goes to that organization. Remind me again of the phrase you used. I'm thinking eradicating shame. What was the... It's basically, it's the expiation of stigmatic guilt. Think stigma. Ooh, stigmata. Ooh. I love that phrase. Stigmatic guilt. Expiation. So get rid of it. And that's one of the reasons, me personally, one of the things that's different for me and Sean versus sister is that that people don't like talking about things. They even pause. If you talk about vaginas, buttholes are my favorite. Nobody likes talking about buttholes. I love buttholes. I read a really nice article about the evolution of a hole, by the way. Check it out. It's fascinating. But any of those spaces people don't talk about get pushed down and can become terrible things. That's why hide bottles. That's why drug users don't talk about it. Is there's some sort of sense of shame. That's why sex abuse victims have some sense of shame because there's so much built in. So my thing as to why I try to be, I, I'm not as vulgar as some sisters, but there is a deliberate space that likes to leave it and tame it. So bring the shame out. If I can help you feel it's okay, talk about your dick, talk about your butt, talk about your boyfriend's butt, talk about your throuple butt. I don't care. Feel good and let it out. And you're going to be more integrated as a human being if you can release that a little bit, which is some of my philosophy. A hundred percent. We just inter- we we've just had an interview with Go With The Flow, a local Phoenix organization nonprofit that is about highlighting period poverty and menstrual health and all these things. Oh, and it's like yeah. even just little shit like women, you know, people who are born female at birth or assigned whatever everyone's. Yeah. Not, it's not all women that I that have periods. You don't always right. identify as a woman having a period, but like uh, this happens to like half the population, and it's like something that's poo pooed and hidden. And so we totally agree yeah. that like these conversations need to be brought out of the dark. Talk about your bleeding. Do it. Work <laughs> it, girl. Let it run down your pants and celebrate the fact your body's changing. Like, yeah. and your body's doing something natural. I'm always like, woohoo! Yeah. Look at me. I'm still young and fertile. I have a period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look at me. I'm gonna drip all of this goddamn dust. That's why it pisses me off when I see these stupid high school 
school comedies about these girls getting chastised because they have their period in the desk and all that some yeah. douchebag boy no girls too people are nasty though they are that's but that's why i talk about it is if you, mm -hmm. you bleed you bleed if you shit your pants one day fine i love hearing stories of people thank who you. shit their thank pants you. <laughs> if anybody has ever listened to dax shepherd's podcast it's like him and every adult man he knows has, basically has a story of shitting their pants that's awesome yeah. it's hilarious i'm just and as women we're like how does this happen well that's a fair <laughs> well, but, it happens to me sometimes, even as I'm just going to say it because yeah, like I have spina bifida. So like I have uncontrolled stuff, like things are my body has some uncontrolled stuff. So yeah. it happens to me. But I mean, Men I can just relate. Gross. You have like a legitimate. I, I have a legitimate medical excuse. It's just but it does happen. A legitimate medical excuse. Huh? What you mean? Have a oh. What is a legitimate? Yeah. Oh, well, I have spina bifida and it comes with a lot of neurogenital issues. Like what? 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 I don't know anything about that. Um. Oh yeah, I can totally share. Um. To. <laughs> no, I, I, I can. I'm asking. No, no, no. no. Oh, I can. I just wasn't sure about our time. That's why. Oh, it just oh, dawned um, on her. Like, oh wait, people don't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, people. I, I don't. Yeah. So I actually. Um. I'm like my you, you my vagina is. I'll just keep it real short. My vagina and my butthole is numb. So. It's very hard for me to actually like feel orgasms or feel very much of anything when I'm having mm -hmm. sex with someone. So like I actually have a lot of sexual inse insecurities about it. Um, and then um, I also like um, my my muscles aren't developed because they're, they're basically underdeveloped. And so I can have like peeing issues and, and, and butt you issues. You can't feel like you wouldn't mm -hmm. even know necessarily if you have to go to the bathroom because you just don't yeah. feel and then I have a lot of infections because of that. And so, uh, so and then I actually have to self-cath a lot. So I have a lot of medical supplies and then oh medications gosh. and a bunch of stuff. You have to self-cath? Yeah, I've been doing that since I was 16-ish, uh, 17-ish. Uh, but it took a long time for me to, until then, like, I actually, like, peed my pants a lot. And it was very embarrassing growing up. And I got bullied a lot for it, too, because I couldn't oh control all of that. I imagine. But even yeah. now, I still have, like, because I can only self-cast. So sometimes, like, again, it can happen because then I won't know until, yeah, like, I... You might not even know if it happened, and you could be faced with that. Oh, by the way, oh, my gosh, Miley. You know what? Every time I learn about you, I don't understand how you have such a light energy because you always smile, and you're always bouncing around. You're doing so many things, and you have so many reasons or so many things that could be weighting you down. Now, I don't think anyone would know that. I don't know if that I, you carry it well, I suppose, or you've established some coping. I don't know, but that's a lot to process. Is that a super great reminder about you don't know what somebody else is going through? Thank yeah, because Miley looks like just running around like a superstar on steroids. And going, <laughs> oh, that bitch got problems. But, but don't we all have problems? I think that's why, like, I think part of that is why like, I, some people think that I'm a, like, sometimes I can be quiet or reserved, but it's because I also understand that other people, like, I have problems, we all have problems, and I'm trying to be as under, like, understanding to other people, just like I'm asking other people to be understanding of my... And you can focus on what you have, or you can focus yeah. on what you don't have. And I think, well, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. probably why I'm like, I run around a lot, because I'm like, I'm going to focus on all the things that I can do, well, and all the things that I can't is do. There, are there any... I don't mean so hate to say it, but like, are there are there tribes for you, like people in a network that experience the same thing that you can at least connect with? I've been trying to find some, but I haven't really found much. Um, oh boy, now you're giving her something yeah. to found on her own. Now she's <laughs> gonna no, found. 
part of the podcast. A group. We're out there. Those of you listening, what is it called again? Spina bifida. Spina but the bifida. thing, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm actually really fortunate because I can walk. Like many people with spina bifida can't walk. They're in a wheelchair. Many people with spina bifida actually have, um, you know, the enlarged, uh, like their head, their brain. I'm losing, forgetting the medical encephalopathy. Yep. Um, and, so, and there, um, spina bifida, I mean, I know cases on the more extreme end. I guess there's mm-hmm. kind of like a curve. Yeah, there is. Like there's ex- mild to extreme. And so some are born without limbs, like mm-hmm. legs. And, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty lucky and grateful. I can walk. I can talk. I can function. I can take well, care of myself. Clearly. Yeah. But like, if you're out there, listeners, and you are experiencing something like that, please tell someone or talk or connect in this network. That's exactly what these things are for. Because I can imagine that would be have to feel lonely in some situations and can draw you can make you go just inside quite frankly if you're like oh god what's going on it can take you out of a moment yeah. so wow it Thank affects a lot of my I yeah. no i i appreciate you both and, and our listeners they don't have a choice uh <laughs> i guess they could pause but you know yeah but you know i appreciate you giving me this a safe space to actually share it like um i think for me personally, it's uh, been hard in my personal, like for my like personal romantic relationships. Yeah. And I've, tr- you know, it's been ha- a little extra hard lately, but um, no the, think, again, more, the more I talk about it, the, and the, sp- the safe spaces that I get to share, it makes me, f- it helps significantly. So just in the last five minutes, you both have been extremely um, uh, good to me. Thank you. I'm so grateful. And we're Thank trying you. to also come up with an episode and find sort of a specialist to talk about like sex positivity and yeah. like that's just exactly the- what I was going to say because now I want to say Miley now I want to experiment with sex with you that came out wrong <laughs> Sean if, or, or Scott if you're listening you didn't mean it that way <laughs> assume positive intent yes. but, but one of the things I find fascinating and I'm no expert at this but sex has so many layers to it and mm. especially people I'm going to get it wrong. Don't be mad if say it. people with vaginas, maybe I don't know what the right way to say it. Vulva owners. Sure. Yeah. Is there are people who like sex and like being bumped up against the uterus, like deep in there. Some don't like everyone's got their own stuff, but no one talks about it. So in yeah. your case, you would have to, I would imagine, well, guys are easy. Stick it somewhere. Fine. But for you, you have to appreciate the experience. And the just the psychological yeah. There is a lot of like the psychological part. Yeah. I want to write a book about it. I don't want to write a book. I read a book about it. <laughs> like how, what are these exercises? Yeah, I've been looking for books. I've read a couple, but uh, maybe I just need more recommendations. So listeners, if you have so any recommendations. About it and suddenly you became a, suddenly you get a book. Yeah. But, but I would imagine too, being a, being as a, assuming a male, as you're having these encounters with, there would be some processing on the male's part because they are, they, well, they want feedback right like a guy is typically going to want feedback do you like this does this feel good and they want because it's sorry you're like i think so let me wink at you (laughs) no uh, that's that's not uh i don't know if you i might turn him off with my winks (laughs) once if you can feel something like oh shit this feels so good she's having a stroke Oh my no, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, but we're. I hope, I hope people will connect through that because that's a unique experience that you should. It needs talking through. I think the process. I mean, I'm no expert, but there's a lot of layers to that, Miley. And yeah, there are a lot of there. I need to talk about it, but gotta start somewhere. Yeah, it, really we've talked about it in to... small doses yeah. mm-hmm. in like female 
weight, like or related to female issues, like just getting off and vibrators oh, and da 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 da, and like um, periods and things like that. All it all has implications. So. What about the butt? No, you can't feel your butt. You cannot. No. Oh, I was gonna say, what about? But butt? I've done it before in the butt. Well, you don't. Yeah, you gotta be. <laughs> what careful. a lucky dude! He's like, you have no idea what's going on back here. All right. Well, you gotta be careful, Miley, because if you don't, yeah. if you can't sense pain, you don't know what your threshold. Yeah, is. that's totally true. That's why I only did it once, and then I got scared, and I was like, like, we can't do that again. Yeah, <laughs> it can be done if you want, and the exploration could maybe find some joy, but you gotta be really careful and really yeah. trust your partner. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Man, this episode is very revealing. Okay, so be careful and really trust your partner is something that yes. we implore everyone yes. to do well, yeah, I mean, in every, together. you know, mm -hmm. in every sexu sexual situation and scenario. Be sure that you have autonomy over what's happening yes. to yes. you and with yes. you and, you know, yes. Yeah, That's a whole episode by itself. You are not obligated to do anything. We are looking. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I don't care how many drinks he bought you at the bar. <laughs> Even if you start having sex with someone, you can stop. Consent mm -hmm. is a real-time thing. Consent is a constant check-in. Right. I had sex I with you it. once. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm obligated to have sex with you again. I'm having yeah. sex with you right now, and we can stop right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely looking for someone to talk to us and with us on the podcast because I have a whole lot of this sexual positivity mm -hmm. and, like, shaming, and everybody's different, and all of your there's rights. Another, and I had, There's a sister that is a mental health professional, Sister Adora Flachelada DePew. She has a lot of mental health training at, at work, and she does a lot of in the, her secular life and mental health space. If you would want to connect, I can connect with her. She's got, she is the one I go to for all my mental health awareness resources, crisis intervention resources, and statewide resources for that type of work. And she's, she's, she's like a sister I would aspire to be to. She's extraordinary in terms of just her energy and making people feel okay about anything. You might want to. Her out too. That'd be fantastic. Thank Please you. Please do send yes. us her information. Awesome. Well, Sister Mimosa Romero, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation with you, yeah. and we're so thankful that you joined us today. It was yeah. everything yeah. and more yeah. I could have yeah. imagined it to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enlightening, educational, fun, dirty. Yeah, I cried a little laughing <laughs> so hard. You got wet, you got dry. Oh. Um, all the things, all the things. But Miley, wow. thank you, thank you for your vulnerability. I appreciate yeah. that, and thank you all for creating yeah. space and inviting me. I'm still like, okay, cool, I'll talk. I don't know what I do, but I'm happy to share whatever's on the brain at the moment. We, we love it. We love you. We've named I love you. That's <laughs> Check. Yes. <laughs> the box. Check the box. Checking the box. Checking all yeah. the boxes. All right. Excellent. Have a wonderful day, Sean, or Sister Mimosa Romero. Bye. Right. Anything's good. Call me whatever you want. Bye. Have a good rest of your day. We love Bye. you. Thank you for talking with us. What a fantastic yeah. person. I love that episode. I love him. I love that him was a great, and her. Great episode. Him, her, all of the above. Yeah. I love all of everything that Sean embodies and Sister Romero yeah. stands for. Mm -hmm. I just want to say the full name, though. Sister. Mimosa Romero. Yes. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> I'm not great at rolling my R's, so I just, and I'm not practiced, so I just mm, don't. That's okay. No, no, no problem. Yeah. I just like to. But anyways, um, we, I learned a lot in that episode, and I hope our listeners really enjoyed just, uh, I hope they learned something. There's so much to learn. I so think. much. What a great episode. Unpack it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and let us know what you think. 
let us know what was it we we're gonna ask them about um oh there yeah if you have a name for your genitals, your genitals or if you them. don't have one come up with one and share it with us yeah we want to know yeah. i mean obviously we'll share anonymously so uh yeah. but i'll put a little post out on the instagram with a sticker reply so you can yes, tell please. us what you named your genitals i'm mm. so excited to get all the answers yes. <laughs> Yeah, loved it. Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, if you'd like to find us on the interwebs, if you haven't already, and this is your first time hearing us, at The Main Dish Podcast on Instagram, at The Main Dish Pod on Facebook. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if you're inclined to find us on Twitter and you want to talk to us, sure, go for it at The Main Dish Podcast. No, at The Main Dish Pod. And you don't even have to comment. Just follow us on Twitter. We need the numbers. I'd rather have Instagram followers. I'd rather have numbers across Facebook all the groupies. boards, please. Across all of it, please. Give me some Facebook groupies. Mm-hmm. So we can have events and you Ooh, all yeah. can know and I and can tag our partners. And we can get merch. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're working on merch with uh, hashtag name your box. I don't know. Netflix and nachos. Netflix and nachos. Mm, oh, I'm mm, so excited. Mm, mm. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will chat with you soon. Love you. Love you, too.